see videos. Russ. Do you have that one with that guy who was in that movie that was out last year? <sighs> Hello and welcome to the Emerald City Video Podcast. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it's the View Askew episode where the view is actually yes, yes. askew. If, uh, if you're watching our YouTube video, which basically nobody does, but if you are, you'll get to see us at a tilty angle, at least for part of this. Yes. Uh, the reason I say part is because if you were listening to this instead of watching, this is a, what we call a classic format episode, <laughs> uh, a format that we used about three times, yep. um, where we talk about one new movie and one old movie. In this, uh, in this instance, we are talking about Jason Statham movies. Yes. Uh, inspired both by the Jurassic games and the upcoming creature feature, The Meg. <laughs> yeah, that was supposed to be the connection was Jurassic games and yeah. uh, thing, but then The Meg uh, was released at the time when we finally got around to doing this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be talking about Death Race, uh, also known as Death Race 2008, simply by ver- not because it took place in 2008, but because of the many Death Race movies, that's when that one was made. Yes. Uh, and The Meg. Yes. And uh, usually when we do a new movie and an old movie, we're gonna, we talk about the the new movie first. Through the magic of editing, I may make that happen. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> so we have to be careful with our tenses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As far as us, though, we're talking about... Uh, we're talking about Death Race first because yes. we watched it last week and we are currently driving to The Meg. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> I don't... I Actually, I was thinking about it. I don't know that I ever saw Death Race except for like on the screen at the video store, like this version yeah. of Death Race. Yeah. So I enjoyed the hell out of it. I, I love it. I mean, I, it's a film I, I I owned before and then actually ended up buying again because I couldn't find my copy of it. Yeah. <laughs> so. And then we used my DVD anyway. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Kind of, oh. uh, we did watch the. Actually, we didn't use my DVD. We used Voodoo, which means we actually watched the theatrical cut. As opposed to, there is an extended unrated edition. Yeah, I think that's what I um, have, yeah. Maybe we can talk about that for the 10th anniversary in a few weeks. Yeah, uh, I don't don't remember too much. I think it's just I, literally I, like I, I a, link, just, a longer lingering shot on uh, a decapitated exactly. head or something like that. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh look, that guy who got PG-13'd out of the frame is now a yeah, blood smear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the basic gist of Death Race, uh, which <laughs> is... Kind of, in the title. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's based on a, a Roger Corman movie from the, I believe, the 60s or, or 70s. But in any oh, event, uh, one of Roger Corman's best known movies. And it's a road race operated by convicts and specially modified vehicles. Is it Death Race 2000? I'm trying to remember what year it was. Cause what Death did... Race 2000 was, I think, the first one. Yeah. I so believe, it was 2000. That's I believe why. one of the racers in like a small role was Stallone. I might be misremembering that, but I think it was a very early career Stallone. Yeah. No, just the only reason I was thinking is this one was set in what? Is it, is it set in like... 2025, I think? 2025? Okay, I thought it was uh, um, relatively soon, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the there was Death Race and Death Race 2010. Yep. And then there was this one, which is just... Or Death Race 2000, Death Race 2010. Yep. And then there's this one, which is just called Death Race. Yeah. And I believe is set in 2025. And then there was another movie came out a couple of years ago that I want to say was called Death Race 2040 or 2055. Because yeah, I, I think Corman rebooted his own. Yes. And then, but then there's also like the 
three, two or three films after the Statham. There's like yeah. a Statham universe, and then there's a Corman exactly, universe. Exactly, exa that's exactly uh, right. Even though, sadly, Statham has not uh, appeared. Yeah, no. Although way. some of the people who die in this movie did appear in sequels, yeah. and now it makes me want to go watch those sequels and find out yeah, if it was I, just the same actor playing a different character, or if they like revived people. I've seen, I've seen most of them, and I don't remember distinctly being like, wait a minute, some people mm -hmm. died. So I don't know whether that is just like in flashbacks they use yeah. extended sequences or what, but they because I mean it it is distinctly within Statham's universe. The sequels oh, yeah. are. It's not like one of those like weird kind of half reboots where right. they're like, oh, it's we're still in the same world and uh, the original original one yeah. is is not in existence, but Statham is you know right, gone, exactly. but not really like we just you know yeah, like yeah. kind of Iron Man two where. <laughs> We lost, uh, um, oh my god, I feel bad, I forgot. Terrence Stamp would have been a fantastic, fantastic replacement. <laughs> We're like, wait a minute. Man, that would have been. <laughs> <We> have... <laughs> He's like white and 70 now? What yeah. happened? Uh, god damn, what is it? Terrence Howard. Yeah, Terrence Howard. We lost Terrence Howard and got Don Cheadle. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, so yeah, that's true. This, there's two distinct universes. Basically, there's the Corman movies, which include a recent movie starring Manu Bennett and another upcoming movie that's a sequel to that one. Yeah. And then there's the Statham movies. I think there were three in this franchise, mm -hmm. uh, and I don't remember watching any of the three before this. I remember... The, the next one is pretty good. Um, I remember the first two both being popular at the video store. The third one is... <laughs> Kind of like it's clearly they kind of gave up. <laughs> yeah. But but uh, that, that that tends to happen a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So uh, the in in the context of this one, Jason Statham plays a race car driver who is forced into retirement for reasons I can't remember. Drugs, alcohol, use oh, yeah. that sort of thing. Uh, and then he killed somebody. I forget whether it was actually killed, like, yeah. or not, but I don't know. No, no, he didn't. He didn't kill somebody. It just, I think it was just, yeah, anyway. But, yeah, so there's a, uh, there's a corrupt, I mean, spoilers, I guess, but it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, there's a corrupt <laughs> warden who frames him for the murder of his wife and then uses his child as leverage against him to basically say, put on a mask, pretend to be this famous death race racer. Frankenstein. Frankenstein, uh, which is the fr the Frankenstein identity, not necessarily as a singular character, but the Frankenstein identity is, I believe, the only thing that carries through all of the movies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, the basic, obviously, the basic premise of the race and everything like that, and also right. even the premise well, yeah, of yeah. well, even the premise of uh, like the um, the basically the hot um, co-drivers or oh, whatever, yeah. whatever they, what, I don't know what they're necessarily considered, but. Yeah, which I, I did like the. And I think continually Hispanic too, which is interesting. Um, but. I did like the decision to give the, the gay guy. Yeah. A hot, uh, not even really hot, he just had like a, an entourage. Yeah. And he would just pick one each time. Yeah. <laughs> and he didn't seem to like any of them. Yeah, he just seemed to hate. Well, also he's not even, I, I, like, the, he's not even, like. I, there's not a moment where he finds one of the men attractive. Yeah, it's, yeah. He's not. It's weird because he's he's gay because only and only because they say he's gay. Right. Like and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> like it's established that he's gay simply by virtue yeah. of the fact that somebody on camera literally says something yeah. about it. Yeah. And then it's never brought up again. 
but uh, but I did I do like the fact that apparently the the prison administration in their infinite wisdom of assigning like hot navigators yeah uh, is willing to just be like okay fuck it you're you're the gay guy you get a hot male yeah. navigator yeah after the first one though they don't really. No. They're just kind of dudes. Like, they're the mechanics that are left yeah. <laughs> after. Because I guess see that it's established that he's killed many, many yeah, of them. Yeah, so, yeah. It seems to be that. Uh, which is one of those things I would have liked to see a little bit more of. Just because, like, it's kind of established as almost an in-universe running joke. Like, the last guy we see, everybody's, like, literally pushing him to the front of the crowd to be like, Oh, it's not yeah. going to be me. You get in there. Yeah. Uh, and I like that idea. Like, the idea that... <laughs> Even within his own, like, circle of compatriots, yeah. everybody's like, I'm not going to fucking do that. And uh, I would have liked to see, like, just one more would have made it a runner in the movie instead yeah. of just a thing that happened twice. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's, uh, I'm trying to think of, of kind of really specific things that... Uh, it is It is funny, too, is that, uh, oh, my God, I'm blanking on his name. Um, oh, uh, uh, he's in... Every he's race car the, movie the now, Fast and Furious, Fast and Furious franchise, and there's at least one or two other films I think that he's played um, a uh, played a it's car. It's not Mustaf, right? No, 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 because no, he's no, got no, that skinny no. face. He kind of looks like him. No, um, no, it's definitely not. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. but yeah, but uh, it's it's funny because he plays the exact same character. Oh yeah, the cocky asshole basically, um, and uh, Jesus. Yeah, Sorry. and and the the. I like the idea that they're just like, we're going to fix the race so that the person who's close to being released will never be released. Yeah, yeah. Because, but I would have liked that to be more a function of, like, the corrupt prison system rather than a one corrupt person within a system that seemingly is operating in good faith. Yeah. And it, and it, it, it does seem odd because there's not... Um, I mean, in this in this version, at least, there's not this larger corporation that's yeah. running the private thing. It seems to be kind of a, a solo operation. Yeah, um, it seems like it's like the private prison company are the ones who are televising it. Uh, yeah, or something. but but it's but at the end of the day, she's um, the the, the yeah, warden. She's is, the ultimate decision is, maker. Is basically the head of the yeah. the whole deal. It seems you can see she's never like on a phone call being like, "You yeah, got to get exactly. ratings up. This is bad." You know, da da da. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and it's, and it's also, I, I do, I do enjoy, I forget whether it was in the, like, established or not in the Corman one, um, but kind of the idea that it, it's, it's, and I, it's hard to tell whether this was actually purposeful when it was made or whether it's kind of like, well, we knew in 10 years, 15 years, I forget yeah. how long ago this, um, was it 2000? No, it was it 2000. Was two, to the, to the, 2008 was this one. Oh, 2008? It was that recent. Yeah. Because uh, when I well, looked I thought it, it was earlier in um, Statham's career. Um, Statham's one of those dudes who has not aged in 20 yeah, years. Exactly. Uh, he was he was this old looking and now. <laughs> but um, but uh, it is it is I guess then it, I guess then it was already kind of a thing that private prisons were taking over yeah. the economy really blue and so the opening sequence wherein he's kind of you know, a formerly very famous person, yeah. probably should have been very wealthy, 
but due to happenstance, he works uh, a job that he literally in the opening sequence sequence gets laid off from, and yeah. then start. Then he doesn't start a riot, but a riot is started when they're you know they're not paying their workers. Um, and this is supposed to be set in the far future, and it's like oh, that, yeah. that totally happened. <laughs> the second administration of Trump. But yeah, I uh, I liked the the way that they did the framing devices for the TV stuff. Like yeah. I thought that the packages they and again like that's something you can kind of look at something like the Jurassic Games compare it to and be yeah. like uh, these guys obviously had more money and more production value and more time to put into making sure that those those pay per view ads looked like real pay per view ads. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the consistent look and the whole kind of graphic design layout and mm-hmm. and everything was was. Uh, con- consistent. That's actually was one of my, I think, I don't know if I remember saying it specifically, but it was one of my kind of larger disappointments in Jurassic Games was the fact that that stuff is so cheap and easy to just buy off the shelf. Yeah. Like, I literally just downloaded a bunch from premiumbeat.com, like, that that could do, like, actions and things yeah. like that. It's relatively... I don't know how to do them, but they're they're cheap to buy yeah. on the scale of even a even a hundred thousand dollar film. It's like yeah. oh, that's that's three hundred bucks, you know, or something, you know. Um, but uh, because that wasn't, I don't remember that being that amazing, especially considering versus no. two thousand and eight. I get I get it. The difference between a probably a twenty million dollar film and a hundred thousand dollar whatever film, like I get the difference. But. I do I do think uh, one thing that benefited this movie greatly that Jurassic Games didn't have is the fact that the world in which they exist is so grimy and run down yeah. that the, the the visual shift between the ads yeah. and the content is really distinct yeah. in a way that it's really not with the, the Jurassic games. Yeah. Like, they did have that one set that was pretty shiny, but still, like, when you're using elements from basically in-game footage, yeah. like, eh. So, like, the, I, I, like, that's one thing that and it's not necessarily making an excuse for Jurassic Games as much as it is saying that I like that decision here. Yeah. Uh, that there's a huge, there's a very big difference. Like, when it cuts between... I remember one of the criticisms we had in, in the Jurassic Games episode was that there was one point where, like, the TV framing device ended, but they didn't end it cleanly. And so yeah, yeah. we're just, like, five minutes into the next scene and, like, oh, yeah, wait, we were, we were at a TV thing. Oh, I guess that's done now. Yeah. Uh, whereas here, that would never happen because the... the quality of the footage varies so wildly yeah, between yeah. Kind of what's on the ground and what's in the studio. Yeah. Um, and that's just a, you know, I mean, they they transition better, and it's, I think, just one of those, um, was it Paul W.S.? Paul yeah, Anderson, Paul yeah. W.S. I mean, he, he's very, very experienced in, he's he's a um, resident evil, right? Yes. Yeah, that Paul Anderson. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, like, he knows how to transition from, like, Subtly enough that uh, you know, going from TV monitor screens and, and, and things like that, because they, they do that a, sh- a shit ton in um, uh, they do that a shit ton in in, Resi- in the Resident Evil films, yeah. And uh, and still somehow you're able to be like, oh, okay, so we're not on a screen anymore. We're we're yeah. in things. So yeah, but My, uh, other than that, I, I liked a lot of the driving sequences. I didn't. I felt like the. They had a, they had a pretty good pace going for the, through the first like two thirds of the movie. Yeah. And then they kind of ditched that around the time that that like giant truck thing came in. Oh yeah, yeah. And it was like that went too long and it took out too many people. Yeah. 
Like, it felt like, okay, so you, you literally just, like, had a deus ex machina come in and, like, ruin the game. Yeah. And it, I mean, it is, and, and, like, it is one of the faults, I think, of the, the film in general is that, is that moment because of the, it kind of exposes the, like, okay, well, we're just desperate to kill this one dude and we're willing yeah. to throw out the, kind of, the entire premise of, of what's going on. Although, yeah. it's not, that's the one thing I wish that was more clear was, because they go, this is the last, um, this is the last death race. And it's like, yeah. well, no, I, I think it's just the last of this season. Yeah. And, like, I would have, it would be interesting to have, I, and I think you probably could have done this with an on-screen thing or yeah. something like that, or, like, previous winners. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, but, like, establish, I mean, you don't need to go into the uh, the level that, say, Hunger Games did of, like, establishing an yeah. entire world that exists with the winners. Right, but, I but, mean, one thing I will say is that you could have, at a bare minimum, on the screen that they show constantly of, like, who's in what place in the race, yeah. Yeah. you could have just had a thing next to each name with their existing, their current record. Yeah. Because I do think that having no idea who's good and who's not, yep. except for, like, Frankenstein and... Yeah. What's the other guy's name? Chainsaw or something? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, but uh, except for the two guys who are, like, being... And, and that's part of the, the, like, the fundamental flaw of it is, like, they, within the context of the marketing, they were like, it's these two dudes against one another, yeah. and also there's eight other guys who are clearly <laughs> going to die. And uh, and and then the fact that like there's multiple people in here who yeah. have raced before, yeah. And so clearly every death race doesn't kill every person except yeah. the winner, and the, you know what I mean. Yeah. And so it, it's such it, like it is kind of an odd. I feel like in the Corman version, it's just accepted that everybody who doesn't win dies. Yeah. Whereas with this one, because they were building it up as like a title bout, yeah. They tweaked that version a little bit to be like, oh no, there's there's like a grudge match yeah. going on. These are people who have well, gone against you. Yeah, I mean, they, they certainly, I think the film, even though it's disappointing that they didn't set up world building more, because mm-hmm. obviously, you know, I mean, I don't think it's any spoilers to go, <gasps> Statham lives yeah. um, and escapes. <laughs> um, and so it's, but it is, it is interesting that they didn't do as much um, like Clearly, we're setting up a world here. I mean, yeah. especially because I mean, to me, if you're hiring, uh, if you're hiring Paul Anderson, and uh, are you going? Oh, sorry, uh, <laughs> if you're hiring Paul Anderson, and uh, you know, uh, to me, I think that yeah. you're building. You're, you're like, the, yeah, the you, premise is is that you want the Resident Evil of it all. Yeah, you want, yeah, I want 17 films, and and you know, and and I think Resident Evil kind of closed off. To an extent, but allowed, you know, kind of allowed a world to, yeah, to kind of exist from it. So it's weird that they didn't do that more in this one, but you know, it's yeah. it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a very good action movie in terms of these like race for your life Charlie Brown action movies. Yeah, uh, it's one of the best. Uh, it. I can't think of any really big omissions. Like, a lot of the things that were like, ah, I would have liked to see that, I would have liked to see that, yeah. is mostly addressing, like, there's things that you see elsewhere in the franchise, either in the Corman movies or in the future yeah. of the Statham universe, where it's like, oh, well, yeah, we get that at some point, and it would have been a really cool thing to yeah. set up, or it would have been a really cool Yeah, like, I, I mean, I, I remember, like, you saying uh, it would have been nice to see um, the uh, Statham's partner 
um, oh, yeah. the, uh, the woman uh, actually drive because it's like at the end there's a moment where clearly she's going to have to drive and it's yeah. like wait a minute have we even established that she knows how to drive I mean yeah. like I, it's not I mean I know I think you know a lot of people think it's a given but I mean yeah. like if you live <laughs> I mean I mean our one of our good friends uh, C.S. Muncie only recently learned how to drive yeah. and he's you know <laughs> been a grown adult for <laughs> yeah well, <laughs> as long as we have. well yeah, anyway <laughs> uh, but yeah no that that was a thing that we were kind of like the the sexy driver or the sexy yeah. navigators it was like wait did they just bring people in from the women's prison to like yeah to be I can't but like and it's also it wasn't really clear whether or not the women's prison people would get their release yeah. along with their the people yeah. they were navigating for because yeah. like she's clearly been the navigator for Frankenstein yeah. for quite some time because yeah. she immediately knows that he's not the right guy yeah um but yeah uh there's it's it's one of those movies it was a ton of fun it's the kind of kind of dumb fun movie again like we drew all those parallels during Jurassic Games because it's very similar. Yeah, you know, there, it cuts to the TV broadcast, and you do have a little bit of back chatter about like ratings and about stuff like that. Nothing at, at like you've seen a lot of movies where that's a lot more of a key part of the plot. Yeah, and where you see people interfere with the narrative of the the race more. Yeah, for better. This time around, I almost feel like that may have been added in in post, where it's just like you know what we need something that like shows the world we're in. So let's cut away from the race every so often. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe I'm overthinking it. Maybe it wasn't in post. Maybe, but it feels like an afterthought. Like yeah. the Statham stuff feels like one consistent movie. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that those those are almost always afterthoughts because I mean, unless because unless you're unless it's the Truman Show. Yeah. Um, because I mean, that's the immediate like when you think yeah. of like oh, a bunch of people in a bar staring at a TV, like those communal experiences. Yeah. Um, which it's interesting because like those. And we didn't get that actually in yeah. this movie. We never saw the audience true, watching yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We just front like occasionally we go to the control room and be like, "Oh, the n- yeah. numbers are looking great." Yeah, it it is. I mean, it is it is one of those interesting things that whether or not we'll get those in films going forward, yeah. though. Um, and I know this doesn't exist in this film, but yeah, but yeah. because that is not a thing that happens as much anymore. I yeah. mean, like there's like. Game of Thrones, kind of, you know, and like used to but, be The Walking Dead before everybody decided they hate it. Yeah, but I mean, but it, there's not even there's not even, because I mean, I I remember TV shows where you get together yeah. and be like, oh no no, you're coming over Wednesday night and we're watching this, you yeah, know, whatever. Exactly. And that I think has a lot to do with the fact that you know, time slots are no 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 longer sacrosanct. Like you know, yeah. they don't give a shit anymore, which is irritating. But um, and I mean, frankly, social media has reshaped all of that because it was yeah. like. I can sit at home and watch it and talk with you in real time. Yeah. I can watch it on my phone. Yeah. Like, we can tune into some illegal streaming site and both be chatting in the sidebar. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Not that we would ever do things like that. But, but yeah, so I I would say, as a general rule, like watch this it's very good I think very we'll have to watch some it. of the sequels for the show I'm just down, because yeah. I like the I like I said I like the second one I forget yeah. I forget the the actor's name who was in the in the second one but he's I don't remember he's I one remember of the, the guys I, I'm trying to remember whether he's the guy that's in he's like one of the he, I think he was the guy I think it's the I think it's the same actor that was in um the um um the Purge movies after the second one. Oh, uh, uh, or the from two and three the guy who was crossbones in civil war Frank. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. 
Um, I can't remember that guy's name either, even though I've spoken with him before. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, he's, I love him. He, he's, and he's, he, it's sad because he's kind of destined, like, that's what he does. Like, yeah. he's, there's a handful of actors that he kind of replaces. Um, he's done it, I swear he's done it at least two or three times. Um, Frank Grillo. Yeah, yeah, I think. Um, and he's fantastic. He's, he's basically now, I'm, ha- I'm very happy because he's now basically a Netflix yeah. regular. He's in that, in that world. Um, he was in one of the, uh, Skyline 2 or something like that uh, he's in one of the, the big alien kind oh, of neat. type films um, but uh, but yeah so he's he's really good in it and like he, he it's not like oh god I, this guy's unwatchable which yeah. sometimes happen because this is also like a an unfairness where like right. no I like J- yeah, Jason exactly. Statham he, is the guy that wa- I watch drive things and yeah, now exactly. this movie is starring not Jason Statham yeah yeah like yeah. or and, and which is good also that they didn't be like we're gonna get another guy that yeah we're gonna get the guy from uh, you know another guy that can be bald and and British yeah. <laughs> well, there, there would be a, a kind of a fun irony to just be like Vinnie Jones yeah <laughs> there would be kind of a fun irony to that in the sense that the whole premise of the movie is that he's like surreptitiously <laughs> replacing Frankenstein so if you just surreptitiously wait, replaced wait. him, is lock, stock, and two smoking is the is is the lock, stock, and smoking barrels world the same as? <laughs> <laughs> it's the same universe. We can do this. Exactly. Let's make this happen. Let's figure out how it is. All right. So we'll be back soon <laughs> to talk about the Meg. The Meg. What's that? The monster outside. What you people discovered is bigger than we ever thought possible. How big is that thing? It was the largest shark that ever existed. A living fossil. Thought to have been extinct over two million years. Wrong. <laughs> Welcome back. Looks like I only have 26 minutes worth of uh, video space right, on my well, phone. So. We only have 26 minutes yep. to talk about the Meg. Yes. Uh, I think that's probably enough because, <laughs> yeah. uh, in my in in my opinion, perfectly enjoyable, very dumb movie. Yeah. It's another in this line of movies that we've been enjoying that are that really feel like they were made in the 90s. Oh yeah, yeah. And in this case, right down to like the logo font, and the fact that the the opening credits displayed that giant that like very '90s logo font in like wavy text because it was supposed to be underwater, and it felt like the first Finding Nemo. <laughs> true, true. I didn't even think about that yet. Uh, which they do make a Finding Nemo reference in this, but not a Jaws reference. Yeah, I was surprised. Me. I mean, there's maybe there's one in there, but yeah, certainly not. I mean, like, when they're not going... Not an obvious one. Yeah, I mean, like, they literally drop somebody in a cage. Yeah. And I'm like, come on, somebody! Like, I feel like that, like, now that you actually mentioned that, it feels like every zombie film fucking ever, yeah. except for uh, Shaun of the Dead, uh, which... They all don't accept that zombies exist yeah. in the, you know, and they don't make the like Dawn of the Dead or any of those references. Although um, I, I Zombie does. Well, okay, yeah. Well, that's but why that's it's, a TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, it's I Zombie, so yeah. I mean, I, I like feel. Yeah. 
<laughs> but, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I mean, everybody in this was actually really good. I, I, I was ex- I was kind of expecting Ruby Rose to be awful in it because everybody's been crapping all over her. But as it turns out, people are just crapping all over her because they're awful. Shock! Uh, Shock! Yeah. yeah, no, she's she. I mean, what? What, what's good about it, every role that she's taken so far is that basically she's been playing that this role, <laughs> like that yeah. she's in this film, to some level, yeah. um, or maybe with a little martial arts added, yeah. um, which I'm kind of surprised in. This one, any. I felt like she had more character than the yeah. other movies oh, yeah, yeah. because, like, she was sarcastic and she had like the running joke about her hair and all yeah. this kind of crap. Um, but yeah. Uh, I mean, there were really no bad performances in this movie. The only the only character that I just really was like, get off the screen, was Rain Wilson's character. But that's because he's designed to be the annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we'll just real quick. The the conceit of the movie is that <clears throat> there's a uh, like a Chinese science consortium who have built this essentially underground or underwater laboratory. Yeah, yeah funded by a. A bill, funded a, by a, assume yeah. American has to be American billionaire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, think again, Elon Musk or Richard Richard Branson, almost or yeah. uh, maybe Zuckerberg, because it's like a guy with a, a logo T-shirt under his jack, like an under his yeah. smoking jacket. He's he's weirdly generic because yeah. like. As, like, literally, the, f- the film ends, and I'm like, I'm surprised they didn't go more musky in with it. Yeah. Because it would have been the easy, cheap joke to make yeah. the... I mean, and maybe that was... I mean, obviously, this film was, like, obviously produced and started mm-hmm. to be made two years ago, at least. Right. And Musk has only, kind of, in the last year or so, become... the Like a parody of the himself. terrible fucking... Yeah. Well, he's always been the terrible human being he is, but, but especially now. But, yeah. Uh... But yeah, so as they are searching the bottom of the ocean, they decide that there's a theory that the bottom of the ocean as we know it is in fact like a frozen crust of methane or something. A particular that, part of it just because yeah, yeah. sonar only allows you. Trench, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so they, they break through this membrane and go under, the, under it to discover that there's another like 100 feet of basically undiscovered species yeah, and undiscovered or whatever. Yeah. Uh, while they're down there, they're attacked by a megalodon, which is a gigantic shark from the prehistoric times yeah. that's been extinct for something like 20 million years. Yeah. And uh, don't worry, this the science and the years and the yeah. depths don't don't seem to really matter too much. I mean, no. maybe they're right on some of the science. I mean, I obviously they get the stuff about yeah. the megalodon moderately right, right. Um, but you know, not quite sure about that depths anyway. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm. I did not know this was based on a book until I think Callie pointed it out to yeah. me. Um, so I'm interested in the. Like I, I kind of want to read the book just to see if the book is any better about the science, yeah. uh, or if the book has the one kind of serious weakness of the movie, which is there's like a fake end. There's like a fake out ending about a half an hour before the end of the movie, yeah. and I can't tell you exactly what it is that bugged me about the fake out ending. Like it just. It, I th- it maybe it just went on too long. Yeah. But, but it was like, up to that point, I actually was, I, I was, you know, because I'm, I'm kind of aware as somebody who exists in the pop culture space of the fact that Jason Statham, who plays the main character, is not a big fan, like has, has expressed discontent about this movie because they went PG-13. Yeah. And, uh... 
So do, it do got. We, do we have to call for it right now? Is it, it this early? Six, oh, not only five minutes into the thing, we have to call for the Snyder cut. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I will say spoilers on for the rest of this because yeah. the movie's a week and a half old, and it's not exactly a surprising movie in most respects. Um, but I will say uh, there's this fake out ending, and as it was happening, I was like, man, like this movie. It hummed right along. It had a, a, a good pace to it. Yeah. Uh, the, the, there wasn't really a traditional three-act structure in terms of the rising uh, conflict at the end. Yeah. But I was mostly surprised that no like no major named recognizable character died. Yeah. And honestly, I thought that the biggest... like In my head, my, my thoughts on that were basically that they spent so much time developing everybody that they had written themselves into this corner where they couldn't decide who to kill... Yeah. Without hurting anybody's feelings, and then as I was like thinking that, well, the one guy died. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. Because oh, okay, okay, I'm talking sorry, about yeah, as we're at this is oh, my, my okay, thought okay. process. Yeah. You get to the fake out ending, oh, and then okay. as I'm like thinking my way through this in the movie theater, it's like, nope, there were two megalodons, and the dead one is now being attacked by yeah. a live one, and the live one attacking the carcass inadvertently kills like three people, including two major characters. Yeah, uh, and I, I will say that. Had the movie gone in a more kind of bloody horror direction that uh, Statham kind of suggests that it, it might have, yeah, uh, that would have been probably a more effective moment. Yeah. Like for me, the fake out ending almost like the fake out ending, the vi- like the violence of it and the, the seemingly arbitrary couple of deaths almost yeah. didn't fit with the kind of '90s PG-13 fun. Like version of this movie that they that they made, yeah, it feels like it belongs to a deep blue sea style, like a slightly more horrified version. Yeah, uh, and it wasn't bad, but it was kind of like everything that came after that. I almost felt like you know what, I was I was okay with the movie ending at the fake out ending, and now like let's hurry it up, hurry it up, yeah, hurry it up. yeah. And so it's this thing where the pace of the movie, like I said. Structurally, it didn't feel to me like it, like the plot gelled yeah. up to the fake out ending. It felt like it was kind of not incomplete, but meandering. Yeah. Which didn't bother me so much because the the um, like the pace of the movie was so good. Yeah. Once they did the fake out ending, it feels like a more complete arc, but the the pace of the movie is kind of now all over the place yeah. because you had the fake out ending which slows things down for 10 minutes and then you have a, a half an hour of high intensity like now everything's worse yeah and and also and then it it, it makes a couple weird decisions on the way that um way that they bring more danger to the situation yeah. it just I mean it's like you know it's like I don't like there's a shot in the in the trailer so you all know it's yeah, there at the beach at the beach, I mean, like, and that doesn't turn into what, again, I think if it was an R-rated film, that kind of should have been. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then it then it also kind of has these weird slow moments where they're building this weird romance with uh, Statham and uh, um, Lee, I think is her first name. Yeah, I can't, um, I can't remember. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's uh, and it's interesting because the, it's, the head scientist's daughter, yeah. who is also like the, the, the head of yeah. research, yeah, yeah. Um, who is is surprisingly good for. She's, oh, she's, and I say surprisingly good because they um, in 
these clearly Chinese funded uh, projects. Yeah, yeah, is that there's there's a lot of uh, actors and actresses who are very very famous in um, in China, um, or at least in that sphere of like film um, that seemingly seem like can't move on to the Hollywood yeah. thing and not because they're not good or bad or whatever and nothing to do with it but it's just you know I mean, it's like there's a bunch of actors I mean like I don't know how The Rock like passes over into China or something like that yeah. where it's like he's not that good I mean like we all kind of admit he's not an amazing actor mm-hmm. he's not like I mean he's just we've grown to love him and like he yeah. does films well yeah. like he, he picks his films well so like it makes sense to have him yeah. in a film where if you don't have that connection with him over the last 15 years or whatever yeah. you'd be like what the hell is he doing in this you know yeah. film <laughs> but um, but yeah I mean, it's because it's it, it, and it's a weird thing with the, the pacing of, of these films too I've noticed um, that they have kind of that same meander a little bit there's like a kind of a, a half end and then they kind of continue yeah. on I'm trying to remember the, the I, Jackie Chan uh, ones and then the Matt Damon uh, wall yeah, film wall. which was atrocious all around I, but I almost wonder if in some cases these like pacing issues yeah. come as a result of like we said about Iron Man where there's the Chinese cut like yeah. an entirely yeah. different version of the movie made for the international yeah. market I don't. I don't know what the. I, I, I'd be very curious to actually. See, I wish that. The, I, I because of the way things work. I know yeah. that we'll never get it. But I mean, I would actually. You know, it would be fun to do is actually have the yeah. Chinese cuts of these and yeah. be able to watch them with subtitles or whatever. I, I don't know how they. Whether they because there were subtitles in this obviously because yeah. there's a lot of conversation. But um, I'd be interested to compare the two because I don't know what is censored or what has changed for yeah. Chinese. Well, a lot audience. of the time, I mean, a lot of the time, it's literally just like we're taking subplots involving the Chinese characters yeah, and giving yeah. them screen time. Yeah. So, like, I wonder if the dumbass wedding at the end, which yeah. like that really, there's the wedding that they you saw all the shots in the trailer of like there's a boat with a wedding yeah. happening on it and the dog jumps overboard yeah. and like. That really slowed down the third, like, the big climactic, like, scene, because you kept having to go back to this this boat so that they could check in on these people, and it was, like, the the bridezilla who was just shrieking, you ruined my wedding, you ruined my wedding, over and over again. I mean, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a trope of these films, though. I mean, so, like, that there's this type of thing, and a lot of times it actually is a fucking wedding, like, weirdly, like, I... (laughs) trying to think of a couple of films but uh, whether it be I mean it, it makes but, sense because it's a, it's but it's too much yeah, it, oh, it was, yeah, too, it was yeah. too much and it wasn't done since they're that usually they kill them usually there's I feel like usually there's like at least somebody gets something yeah. happening to them but like well I mean again if the, if in the Chinese cut there's more of that yeah, yeah. at least one of the people in her party I think did get yeah yeah. So, like, if they had five more minutes of development for that instead of developing more of Cliff Curtis's character, yeah. then, like, maybe that meant something that yeah. one dude got eaten. Yeah. You know? It, um, it, it, you know, and it's funny to watch, uh, I guess it's not funny, but uh, to watch these films, like, with Deep Blue Sea, and, like, the, the fact that there are films that are kind of like this, that, yeah. you know, it's kind of, it, this is obviously not a remake, really, in any way, shape, yeah. and form. I mean, it's, to an extent, the concept of Deep Blue Sea is the same, and almost you have the same yeah. roles and there played was, by the same roles. There I mean, was a, 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 like, a B-grade horror action kind of movie that was direct-to-DVD, I want to yeah, say in, like, Megalodon. 2008, yeah, yeah, yeah. called Megalodon. Yeah. 
But which I assume yeah. I haven't seen, but I assume it's just the same movie. Yeah, I mean, I think that's more of a sh- like over the top um, sci-fi type movie. Yeah, um, if I remember. But um, it is interesting to see certain roles that I'm like, oh, if this was made in the 90s, that's Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, exactly. Or that's Ice, you know, uh, Ice-T Ice or Cube Ice Cube. Of, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah um, like, the, I don't know who that one actor is, The very, like, the nerdy black guy. Yeah. And I've seen him in a handful of movies, and he's always pretty good. Yeah. He's, been, he's, he's basically this. This is actually, I think, the, the worst movie I've seen, or not the worst movie I've seen, but the worst performance of his I've seen. Because in this one, like, he's very much a punchline. Yeah. Like, he's he's the guy who doesn't know how to swim. He's black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is... Well, I mean, they at least call that out. Oh, yeah, like, no, so, yeah. I mean, so no, but like, I mean, it like they called it out, but still did it. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I, I always, I always prefer those things to be like, oh no, actually, he's the best fucking swimmer. In the, yeah. You know, I mean, like, I mean, obviously, Statham's the best swimmer yeah. because I'm sure we'll which, get that at some point because yeah, yeah. you, you've now come around to the thing where like it's no like when, when a girl like cold cocks some dude and yeah. knocks him out with one punch it's yeah. no longer everybody standing around with their jaw on the ground yeah, now yeah. it's pretty standard of like well yeah he should have known that that was going to happen yeah like so I'm sure we'll we'll get it back to the point or we'll get yeah. it to the point where that rolls around I'm always surprised that Statham doesn't do more because uh, after Transporter he's basically Statham if Statham this is like the first film in how many years that I that Statham has not been driving a car yeah like I, I literally I actually kind of want to go through his film list and be like has there been a film in the last decade, like since maybe Lock, Stock, and Smoking Barrels, which I yeah, think he probably drives a car in that too? But I'm sure. I'm sure he. I'm sure there probably has. But, but he he's but all I, the time. But I yeah. just find it weird. He's he's a fucking swimmer. Yeah. Like he's a diver, and so like, which is I'm like, how, wait, I, I like I know in the mechanic there's a handful yeah. of scenes or mechanic two I think there's a handful of scenes and and you know there's always there's a, been a couple films that have him like swimming, but I'm like, like he like he actually looks. 100% believable when he does oh, yeah. this which is funny because it's like wait, he doesn't which by the way he also has which is it's interesting you see it almost looks like he started doing the Stallone thing as he's gotten older where he's considerably more he's oh, always yeah. been like 0% body fat diver swimmer yeah, like yeah. look and then this one he looks like, like ripped yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> which that that scene is one that I think the uh, the uh, um, uh, the Chinese Lee, uh, female lead mm-hmm. uh, Lee uh, she walks in on him yeah. like we're right out of the shower and there's like this really lengthy long where she keeps looking back at uh, yeah and yeah and it and it's one of those two where I'm surprised for Chinese audiences that that would usually be a thing but yeah. you know it was I mean it was cute it was a nice little oh, yeah, bit yeah, of yeah, performance yeah. on yeah. her part uh Oh, and the, the one thing I said to you in the theater is uh, this movie. It's funny because again, Statham said something like, "Well, we we turned in our R rating and and instead we went for laughs." Yeah. And uh, there's not a ton of comedy in this movie. Uh, there, there's and, a couple guffaws, but not like. Yeah, you know. I, I will say that um, Statham should not try to do comedy. <laughs> There's a couple of bits where he's, like, mugging for the camera because he's clearly trying to sell a joke, and I'm like, oh, no, no, don't hurt yourself. Uh, But, uh, and I mean, humor happens around a character like that because he, like, especially, in this one, he is more human than he usually is. He's not Jason Statham. Yeah. And so uh, humor tends to happen around a character like Jason Statham because, like, he'll be playing to his very specific type 
and everybody around him is like, really, dude? That you're you're pretty intense. Yeah. Uh, that didn't happen in this movie because he was playing a more human character and all the, like it was like his level was dialed down and everybody in this movie was fairly intense because they're like the best of the best in the world at what they do and it's a dangerous situation Yeah. and so uh, it's interesting in that it's if you're going to sell me on like humor for Jason Statham this is the exact wrong movie to do it in yeah Uh, but uh, I mean it was a good Jason Statham performance but it was kind of like I said, I just remember turning to you at one point and being like, "Oh, don't try to be funny." <laughs> uh, see, see, I, I like I, I like Statham, and I like his. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm relatively fine with it. You know, I mean, he he's not able to pull off the, uh, you know, the Bruce Willis quips and things like yeah. that. On the other hand, most of the films that he's been in mm-hmm. don't have just just really I kind a problem. Of... Like most of the films these days, it's like it's very rare that there are films that even give. You know, what I mean, when's the last time that you? had a line like in Die Hard uh, yeah. you know where he's just like oh now I know what a microwave dinner feels like yeah. you know what I mean it's just there's certain things where I'm like what, are they not because like that's the kind of you, there, you get a bunch of those in Final Score which is Saban's new movie that's basically Die Hard at a soccer yeah, game yeah yeah um, but yeah no you're, you're <laughs> but, are they, I, I, but are they good I though? think it's I mean, <laughs> I, you know what I think it is I think it's just people are not people, filmmakers, writers yeah. are overly kind of genre savvy. Mm-hmm. You have people who are like, "Well, I can't do that because everybody does that." Yeah. Uh, you know, a good example is when when you see like catchphrases and stuff now, it seems like they're always there to be subverted. Yeah. Like the yeah, tropes yeah, are yeah. only there to be subverted. Yeah. So, like in this movie, there's a, an example of that where. He's like, chew on this, you bitch. And then yeah. he hits the trigger and it doesn't work. Yeah. And so now you're just like, you have the, the yeah. moment of like, victory. Oh, no, we get yeah. 10 more minutes. And <laughs> like, that's fine because the last 10 minutes were entertaining. But like, it's yeah. just, it's a good example of like, you're saying they don't have these anymore. They actually kind of did in this one, but it was only there to be subverted. Yeah. Like, yeah. it was only there for them to But I, I mean, they just don't have good ones. I mean, like, yeah. they don't have like, you know, I mean, like, it's been a while. I mean... I think Die Hard Three might have been the last couple, last like yeah. era of films that had traditional ones that were actually good and yeah. not like playing on the playing on the trope yeah. or or just like terrible. Last Action Hero was the moment where it all tipped over <laughs> into parody. Uh, obviously, <laughs> yeah, in that in case, so it was intentional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and again, I can in my head, I can think of like a bunch of examples, uh, and then it this goes to. Uh, Lindsay Ellis did a thing the other day on the the Disney remake of Beauty and the Beast yeah. and how part of the thing that makes the live action movie not nearly as good as the animated movie is the yeah. fact that it spends so much time answering bad faith criticisms of the original. Yeah. And so it like over explains all this crap that doesn't need to be explained because it's like writing for the internet. Yeah. And I do feel like that's where you get things like, well, I'm not going to have a traditional catchphrase. If there's a catchphrase, we have to like yeah, undercut yeah, it immediately. Yeah, yeah. Which I feel like there was a there was something. I think that was your criticism of uh, Guardians Two. Like, not that we had that many criticisms oh, yeah, of it, yeah. But that there was just one too many pieces of precious writing where it was yeah. like something intense happens and then immediately they have to undercut it with the humor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this movie, I think, if they had made the first, you know, so so, so, so there's two Megs in the movie. Mm-hmm. If the first Meg had been more intense and complex, uh, if the first, you know, the chase for yeah, it yeah. had been more intense and complex and they cut out the idea of the second one, 
Yeah. Uh, or if they introduced the second one earlier, yeah. I think that the movie would have been like a solid like A minus B plus yeah. kind of movie. Uh, as it stands, it's like a B B minus kind of movie because it was really entertaining, but the false ending and then everything that came after it really just kind of killed the pacing yeah. for me. And I did find myself the last 10, 15 minutes just kind of looking at my watch. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that, um, <coughs> I, if it's, if what Statham says is true mm-hmm. about the R rating yeah. and everything. And I think because like a lot of times for some reason, it seems when you see a film, especially when you go and get to see later on the, the uncut version on DVD or something like that and yeah. be like oh that's why because they had all this intense yeah there's no there's no the few there's no intense moment that lasts more than two beats in this yeah. film which like that's the difference with Jaws um there's uh, they were able to build obviously Spielberg is you know this is you know it's just, you know one of his best films ever and it's whatever yeah. but I mean there there wasn't the intense build up to scenes it's yeah. like oh we're doing this and there's chase music basically yeah. in the background and the generic kind of thing which is another thing that I kind of like they had one song with Mickey You're So Fine yeah, that was yeah. the Chinese version that was uh, I assume the Chinese version um, and or just sung Chinese it's not like a yeah, maybe, maybe Taiwanese because there yeah, was the know. establishing shot of Taiwan yeah. oh really oh, okay because remember it was when they were going to get Statham yeah um, but the music was no Thai, was, Thai. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It wouldn't be Taiwan, man. Uh, <laughs> it wouldn't be but, in a Chinese film. Um, but it, but it is interesting. A that Thailand, there's not like yeah, a, Thailand, a proper. Yeah. S- there, um, there wasn't really a proper score in this, like which yeah, I feel like was, there were there were a couple of music stings that felt like they were trying to almost approximate yeah. Jaws because there was some heavy brass and it was always like introducing the yeah. Meg, which but, is something that which is something I think that a lot of these films, I I uh, um, I worry. About. They, they're so desperate. Either they're, they'll cling too heavy on a kind of the known entity right. or be like, no, we don't know it at all. Right. And, and I feel like this one decided to make, made the decision of, no, we don't know this film at all. Yeah. Uh, and be like, oh, come on, no. I mean, yeah. you got to know that this exists in this world. And so, especially with, but, like, Rain Wilson's character kind of yeah. making snarky comments through a chunk of yeah. the movie. It's like, he wouldn't make a Jaws joke at some point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are any final thoughts? Um, uh, if you're going to see it, see it in theaters, uh, if you haven't already, yeah. um, uh, because yeah, it's, it's a big film. Mm-hmm. I've heard the 3d ver- version. My mom, I think my mom said who'd love sharks films yeah. is worth seeing. Uh, I don't know if I would spend the $45, <laughs> whatever, whatever they are on it now. It's on movie pass today, right at this moment. Yeah. So that could change tomorrow though. So assuming um, you so... get this file to me and I can put it all together. By <laughs> yeah, the exactly. Yeah. yeah. But, but uh, all right. So thanks for listening. Uh, you can like, rate, share, and subscribe to us on Podbean, Blueberry, Stitcher, and Apple Music. You can follow the podcast on Twitter and Facebook at the Emerald City Video Podcast or ECV underscore podcast on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You can follow us by links that you'll find in the Twitter profile for the web for the uh, podcast. And we'll be back very soon because we have actually three or four things that we really got to talk about. Oh, yeah. So... Be back here in, you know, five days by noon and there'll be something new.